Welcome back to another episode of Kicking It with Coach Fred, where we bring you all the news, stories, takes, and opinions about your favorite teams from the Pacific North Fresh. See, did a little inflection difference. On I that. like it. I like Mixing it. it up. From the good to the bad to the Mariners. The Mariners, baby. We get to talk about the Mariners. Let's do Let's it. Go. Let's do it to it. Love the Mariners. If you are looking for a on-base machine, maybe set his high school record for doubles while batting with an over 500 average. Maybe you want that person as your leadoff hitter. Maybe you don't. Maybe that's your shortstop. Maybe that's me, your boy, Coach Red. Find me on Twitter at the real Coach Red, on Insta at the real underscore Coach Red. If you're looking for that crafty lefty though, that is gonna sit there and anchor your rotation a little bit there in your starting lineup there's nowhere i would turn but to lefty france what's good peeps follow me on twitter at lefty france on instagram at dfrance 13 follow the pod at coach red pod on twitter and instagram follow us follow us follow us do it do it do it the freaking mariners that's what we're going to talk about the freaking mariners Spring training started up. It's going to be an abridged spring training. Uh, we want to give our early indications on what we think the new opening 28-man roster is going to be with a shortened spring training and the doubleheaders that are going to be coming in that will be nine innings. The CBA has elected to have 28 players on the active roster for major league level until May 1st. So we're going to give you what we feel right now is our – 28-man roster we'll talk about some guys that are fringy on that roster and then you know maybe a couple of guys that take those spots and then we'll also talk to you about the guys out of our list that we think will be dropped down to triple a once we hit that 26-man mark let's start off with the starters maybe starting pitchers i like it lefty i mean i said you're the crafty lefty you might as well tackle the starting pitchers and where do you think they're going to slot in in the rotation I've got Robbie Ray reigning AL Cy Young at our number one, our ace. That's that's a shock, but yeah. Marco Gonzalez has always been the ace here. Yeah, well, when you're reigning AL Cy Young, you, you automatically move. Them. If, you, if, if the tight pants fit, wear it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Robbie Ray wears them. The tightest pants. They're very tight, yes. Tight like um, a tiger. <laughs> tight like a tiger. Uh, so, yeah, we got Robbie Ray. He's a huge addition to the Mariners' starting rotation. He's he's going to be, hopefully, another AL Cy Young. Back-to-back? That would be very nice to see. I like back-to-back, Jax. Yeah, back-to-back, Jax. Don't come back. Well, please do, Robbie yeah. Ray. But... Robbie, you're in a contract. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh then number two we're gonna go with our ex number one marco still number one in our hearts yes always number one in our hearts and a great number two to have really a guy that wasn't a ra last year slots in at a number two and maybe take some pressure off of him uh 
being that number two guy. So I think he has a really good bounce back year. Not that he did horrible last season, but uh, he had a little shaky start at the beginning, but turned it around. And I, I see him having a full good season. Uh, three, my guy, Chris Flexen, flex on the haters. He was <laughs> the most consistent. Was, yeah. Most consistent starter that we had. Um, just, it's awesome to see him come back. He was kind of all over the place with other teams and to see him come into the Mariners and be a consistent starter for us was massive. So awesome to see him come back, being the number three. Number four, the youngin, Logan Gilbert. We watched his his debut, um, a second-year guy where you wouldn't think that he's a, a year two ball player. He has good stuff. He does have good stuff, and I think he's only going to continue to grow and – that's a really good number four uh, pitcher right there for us, I think. And then number five, I saw some things that were saying uh, Sheffield, just as Sheffield could be, but I think you and I both like uh, Matt Brash, young guy, another young guy um, that is a beast. He struck out like his slider is absolutely crazy. That thing goes, that thing goes on a different dimension. I wouldn't even say different planes. This thing is devastating. It is devastating. And that's a great number five guy. Um, Hasn't had, we haven't seen him really pitch in the bigs, but I think that he is going to prove a lot of people that he can be there and should be a number five starter and hopefully throughout the years becomes an, a Cy Young, AL Cy Young. Love to see it. Good breakdown, yeah. Lefty. Good Thank breakdown. You. Thank you. I'll take over the relievers. I'm going to go a little bit quicker. I'm going to kind of break them down to where I see them fitting. Uh, I'm going to go with like your long guys first. And it's a guy that you just talked about. That's Justice Sheffield. I like him as a long guy for mm-hmm. the bullpen because he does have starter experience. There are times with Justice where he would get hit early or he would lose his control a little early. And as a starter, then you're putting a bunch of wear and tear on the bullpen. Here it gives you a little bit more leeway. Plus, you needed another left-hander in the bullpen. Yeah. Easily slots in there. Can give you those extra innings early on in the season. Another guy that I've got, if healthy, Eric Swanson, another former starter, has pitched multiple innings as well. Those are my two guys that I look at as my two heavy early in the season long relievers. Not related to Ron Swanson. Not related, but <laughs> I th- I've heard he does like bacon. <laughs> and then I'm going to go with our other lefty specialist that we've got in the pen right now, and that is Anthony Mishevitz. Pishwell kind of got pulled out of the rotation in the bullpen later in the year. Another guy that he's going to be that left-hand specialist. Another guy that I'm going to talk about just signed today, Sergio Romo. Romo. So This guy's got a thick beard. This guy can also be an opener for you because he's the first ever opener <laughs> in baseball. 
he's the first reliever to pitch an opener. Wow, I did not know that. For the Tampa Bay Rays. You learn something new every day. Well, well, that's why you kick it with Coach Red. <laughs> <laughs> True. I'm going to go next to a bounce-back candidate who's Diego Castillo, was the closer for the Rays. I think that trade midseason kind of dwindled his confidence, especially going from a team that was playing to make the playoffs and they got rid of him to a team that was trying to make the playoffs. The compensation seemed low on our end to get him. So yeah. I think it was just a weird situation. Then we go to the two guys that surprised me the most last year. It's Paul Seawald, Drew Steckenrider, both late inning guys for you. I think that both of those guys can lock down seventh, eighth inning and can even compete in the ninth inning for you. But I think that you've got some pretty high level guys with flamethrower supreme Andres Munoz, who's consistently Munoz. sitting in triple digits. He pitched in the very last game of the season last year after coming back from Tommy John surgery. I think he hit 102 on the gun. Gasolina. So, <laughs> Daddy Pong Gasolina. <laughs> and then the last guy that I'm going to have in the bullpen is going to be Ken Giles. They signed him to a two-year deal last year, knowing that he was going to be out last year with injury. Slots in potentially as a former closer for the Blue Jays. This is a guy that has had success there. So you bring in a guy like Ken Giles. You bring in Diego Castillo. Both have closer experience. Steckenrider kind of was the default closer, and Paul Seawald was your best setup man who was running a K rate up there with some of the baseball greats. So I think you've got a lot of depth with what you saw last year. You're encouraged. I think you're hoping to see some bounce back. You've got stability with some veterans. You've got some younger guys. You've got some guys that haven't been established in the past. But as we all know, bullpens are the most fickle thing in baseball. You can have the best bullpen in, in baseball one year, lose one guy, and then you're you're out there bottom of the barrel. It's a crazy thing. And mm-hmm. big shout out to Casey Sadler, who's having season ending surgery. This guy, most consecutive scoreless innings from a Mariners pitcher all time. Yeah. Big shout out to Casey Sadler, who during the lockout was proposing to teams on Twitter around Seattle, like, oh, who's looking for a pitching coach? I need a job. And actually showed up to multiple high schools. Good Lord. Yeah. That's the guy's crazy. a stud. Yeah. All right. Yeah, he is. Take us behind the dish, Lefty, to the guys that we think are going to make this roster that will be catching for the pitchers. Uh, we got old crazy eyes, Tom Murphy. Love me some crazy eyes. <laughs> Tom is Tom's a good, good catcher. Uh, plays great defense. And I believe it was Marco that really likes Tom behind the dish for him. Um, I think he's probably going to be our starting catcher for maybe the beginning of the season. Uh, I could see Cal Raleigh kind of slowly making his way into a more consistent role as catcher. Um, so that brings me to another guy, Cal Raleigh. Um, Good choice. Yeah. Great lead in. He had a great season last year. He had some huge games for us. Great um, in the minors. Yeah, great in the minors. So I think he had a 28-game hit streak in the minors. Yeah, and hopefully um, just the more at-bats he sees, the the more hits, maybe home runs. I'd love to see our catchers produce some, some more home runs. Some dingers. Yeah, we love dingers. D-d-d-d-dingers. 
And then uh, I got Luis Torrens, terrible defensive player. I we're not even going to talk about what I who I picked as our uh, defensive yep. MVP early season last year. Yeah, early not season, a great yeah. choice. Yeah, no. Switched to DH when he came back up, but he's been getting a he's been getting games behind the dish this spring training. So you're encouraged by that. Yeah, and I mean he was hitting the crap out of the ball late in the lasers. Yeah, like guy was hitting doubles, home runs, just scoring, hitting so many RBIs towards the end of the season where we were just like, what what's happening? Like I like Luis Torrens, just not behind the dish. Yeah, from the <laughs> so, and he was doing it from the bottom half of the lineup. Yeah, it, it was really good to see from him so i think he he squeaks in for the third catcher popping over to the infield i'm gonna kind of go a little bit around the horn so i got ty france who should slot into your starting first base role it's going to be your closest guy i think this year batting 300 especially with a healthy wrist Expect a little bit more pop for him this, from him this year, but I expect the doubles on base percentage to be high in the middle of that lineup. I'm going to talk about a guy that has position versatility next. That's Abraham Toro, who was acquired in the Kendall Graveman trade last year. Toro, so far this spring training, has been the Mariners' best hitter. I think they've got 25 hits total up to this point in spring training, and Abraham Toro has five of those hits. So, he was huge for us last year too. I mean, he he is I got a base machine. all the time. Yeah. Hitting machine. Yeah, I love his on base percentage. Think that he's gonna be a good fit. Next guy, you got the heart and soul, probably of his team in the infield, especially in JP Crawford. Shorn up your shortstop position. Go over to third base and you got my brother killing Kane. Um, go check out his podcast, Kane and Day. It's on YouTube, I think. They talk about stuff, but he roasted me for this name, and I'm, I called him Eugenio Suarez, Suarez. But apparently, I have to do a big accent. I think it's like Eugenio Suarez, <laughs> Eugenio, guy that we acquired Eugenio. in the trade with the Reds, clocked in last year at. Oh, man, I had these all just locked and loaded the other day. Below the Mendoza line, I still think he clocked in with 31 home runs and 71 RBIs, batted at the bottom half of the Reds lineup. Kyle Seager last year batted just over 200, 35 homers and 101 RBIs, but was consistently batting three or four for the Mariners. So you hope with some of these guys that are more on-base machines that he's got more RBI opportunities in front of him. And defense is a little suspect at third, could slot into some DH time for you with Abraham Toro that can lock down third is more natural position, but we got options with him on mm-hmm. and a in a in a in a big power bat. Yeah. Last guy I've got on my true infielders that's gonna be Evan White coming off injury. He's back healthy for spring training. I think that he could I wouldn't even say a late inning defensive replacement because Ty French should have won a gold glove last year. Yeah, but, definitely should but He's another guy that his average is not the highest, but when he connects with the ball, it just sounds different coming off his bat when he can get the sweet spot. The contact's been a little bit hit or miss for him in the majors, but in 
the tough hitting double A, uh, where the I believe it's the Arkansas Travelers that he was with are at. That's typically a tough league to hit in. I think he clocked in with like a 260 average and his power numbers really boomed. And that's not a really home run heavy league. So him coming back from injury, this is a guy that you could see potentially take that next step and not have the pressure of being the guy when he made the jump from double A with Ty France being there to help out as well. Yeah. Lefty. I like those. We're going to go to the utility guys. Love utility guys. They just do it all. They can do it all. Like a swift Swiss Army knife. Swift you're going to say knife. like a Swiffer. Like you can <laughs> mop <too>. and dust. <laughs> this thing's amazing. Swiss Army knife slash Swiffer sweeper. <laughs> so the two guys we got, uh, new addition, Adam Frazier, coming from the Padres, uh, plays second and outfield for us, and bats left. I think he'll be in the top of the lineup for us had a 305 batting average, which is something that we could really, really use. Just want guys on base for our, our power hitters, like Eugenio Suarez and go. Jesse Wanka. Wanka. Uh, Wanka. Wanka. And anti-France. Anti-France. Wow, we have a lot of big bats later in the order. And Mitch. Yeah. Oh, this lineup got so much longer than it was last year. Uh-huh. And – I mean, he's going to be a big piece for us, really. Just a guy that can be most likely an everyday uh, player for us. Can He could be Mark McLemore 2.0. Yes, I like it. I like that comparison a lot. Uh, just, yeah, I think Adam Frazier was a, a great addition for the Mariners lineup and something that we, we really needed. Uh, next guy I got is Demo. Dylan Moore, uh, just this guy really does it all. I, I love Dylan Moore. He might be my favorite him. player on the team. You can't not like Dylan Moore because he plays. I got a shirt with his, with his image on it. Yeah. I mean. Boss. He might have had one of the greatest home runs last season for the he, Mariners, really. I mean, they were both grand slams. They were both grand slams, and they were both against the Astros. I think I the one the that might might rival him is when Toro hit the grand slam off Graveman. Those yeah. two right there, but yeah. Dylan's was no doubt about it. And that game, they were down so big too, and just crept and crawled and clawed their way back. Plus, and he's just, a defensive maven wherever he's at. The guy's like yep. a web gem caliber guy in the infield, and can play a solid outfield. Yeah, it, a Swiss he's Army like knife slash sweeper. Oh my gosh, that's hot. He's like half a Macklemore. Yeah, Demo, got to keep him in the on the twenty six man roster for sure. Uh, he just brings a spark to the to the Mariners. So those are our utility guys. All right, Who we got uh, the OF outfield. I'm gonna go right to left and start with long tenured. And the guy that penned an emotional letter that I read every word and believed every word that he said, that's Mitch Hanniger starting in right field. He's going to be middle of your lineup. Hits for average, hits for power, hits the gaps. He gets much maligned for his defense, which I think is poor because I think that 
although he might not take the most graceful routes and might misread a ball or two, this guy has made some spectacular plays in right field. Mm-hmm. And makes game up one. for it with his bat. I think game one, he made a game-winning play in the outfield. I I could see it. So, Mitch Aniger, lock on this team. Next guy, I'm going to go in center. I'm going to put Jared Kelnick in the starting lineup at your, your starting center fielder, a guy that I feel less comfortable with defensively. But yeah. if he can build off of his September that he had offensively, I think you're in good shape. I think he batted 260, 270, eight home runs in not a full month. No, like, he he had a really good month towards the end of the season. Next guy we're going to go over, it's going to be Jesse Winker or Wenka. You Winker. Winker. So this is another guy that was uh, – over 300 batting average was an all-star last year for the Reds. The thing with him is injury concerns. I think he, I don't think he's played over 113 games in a season and there's 162. So you expect some time out, but when this guy's in, he is a left-handed bat who absolutely hammers righties. I think his average against righties is like 360 and his OPS is through the roof. Struggles a little bit more against lefties. You could see him potentially be a platoon guy and get some DH bats for you. Um, so that way you can open up this spot in the outfield for the much-anticipated guy that you have all been waiting for us to talk about, Steven Souza, baby. <laughs> Every Sousa. native Steven Souza. Love it. For me right now, um, I know that there's going to be a push for people to talk about Julio Rodriguez making the jump in right away. And – I know that with the new CBA, they're trying to hamper service time manipulation. But for me, I don't think that this is service time manipulation. I think early on in the season, if you look at Hanniger, Kelnick, and Winker, you're not going to have a whole lot of at-bats for Julio Rodriguez unless he unseats one of those guys. And you're looking at Winker, Hanniger, and Kelnick that are going to be batting. Winker could be your two-hitter. Hanniger's probably your three- or four-hitter. And Kelnick should slot in at around six. So those are top of your lineup guys. And if you're going to put Julio Rodriguez, you're unseating one of those guys or that you're rotating those guys in a DH spot and basically hampering all your other infielder guys. So it's a tough spot, but I think with Steven Souza, you have an established veteran, a guy that's from the area. I think his grand slam over the weekend was a big move to help push him into that lineup because you're looking mm-hmm. for a fourth outfielder. I don't need an everyday guy. I want Julio going and getting that bats in triple a. So that yeah. way when Winker does get hurt. Yeah. There's an not if spot win. for him to come in and get consistent at bats. So yeah. for me, I know people are pounding the drum for Julio to start in center opening day, but if you do that, you're going to have to augment this team a lot to make that happen because all four of those guys would then have to be getting at bats and they're not getting a day off. So especially with the shortened season, I like this a lot. Yeah. And why push it with a lineup, but like we have really, uh, like you were saying, let the, let him go get a B C C pitches. Um, let him see, let him see some at bats in triple a. Yeah, exactly. He hasn't yet. Yeah. And then, um, go from there, reevaluate later on and, uh, then make that decision to call him up if if you really want to. I mean, Julio does mash the ball, but 
yeah, I, w- I don't think for they average should, too. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't, th- I just don't think they should force it right now because the fan base wants it. You know, I, I would prefer the Mariners to get him confidence in AAA, bring mm-hmm. him up a month or two into the season potentially. And then this lineup is longer, scarier. And then if you have some other guys that are playing pretty well, then it op- gives you a lot more options down the road. All right, let's talk about a couple of fringe guys. Um, I've kind of highlighted three. The first one being Matt Brash slotting into that five spot. I think there's going to be a battle between him, George Kirby, Nick Mark- Markavichis, or potentially out Mr. Outside Hire because Brash has not pitched an inning in the bigs. He was called up late last year to potentially get some innings and did not get on the field. So it's a lot of pressure to put on a guy where this is a team that thinks they're going to push for a playoff spot. And that's a lot of pressure on number five to start off the season. So you could see him because he's got the tools and the stuff, but he's a little fringy for me for those reasons. I like it for, for those reasons. I'm out. The next, the next guy is Eric Swanson was banged up towards the end of last year. For me, it's just, health-wise if he's ready to go i think that he's on this team but if he's not fully healthy then you're kind of in a spot where you know yeah you take your lumps and you you have another guy come up whether that's like a Penn murphy whether that's a wyatt mills you've Mm -hmm. got options the last guy is steven souza because like i said you're gonna have the j-rod push also if you're gonna want another veteran you could go with Billy Hamilton, who they just signed as well, as a late defensive replacement who's got good defensive skills and has wheels for days. If you're looking for that snipe and swipe, snipe and swipe some bases <laughs> late in the game, that's your dude, Billy Hamilton. Yeah. That guy's got speed for days. Yeah, he likes to steal bases. A lot of bases. And then we're going to go to the part where we are going to bring this roster down to 26. We're going to keep all those guys that we had talked about originally. We're going to talk about two guys that I think will then come off the team at that point and be optioned down to AAA. Lefty, you got one that really kind of sticks out? I think Terenz goes down. Um, I think it's Terenz, Cal Raleigh, or Murphy. I think whoever is yeah, not, not swinging it mm-hmm. at the time. It's got to be one of the catchers. You're not yeah. rocking with three catchers on a 26-man roster. No, you, you can't do that, really, when there's only one catcher on the field. <laughs> like you just I mean, there is a DH spot for Terenz, but we have too many good bats that I just don't think he would be able to take any of those spots. Yeah, agreed. Uh, the other guy I have is – I think it's Evan White right now. If he can come out and really start mashing, he's he's a tough read right now because his defense is immaculate. Mm-hmm. You can say that about him. His bat hasn't translated. Maybe a little bit of time in AAA coming off the season, coming off not really playing the season last year or most of the season last year. This gives you an opportunity for him to get more at bats in AAA and really refine that and you know what? One of those catchers or an Evan White could become trade potential yeah. or an impact starter down the mm-hmm. road. You've got 
you're at a spot right now where you've got some guys that are major league ready in Evan White. I'll even throw one of the catchers and even throw in like Taylor Trammell, who's got run in the outfield for us last year. Those are guys that you could package together to go get a pitcher for now and for the future. Yeah. Like I, you know, a month or two into the season, I would, I would trade trailer Taylor Trammell who's got a bunch of our years left for a Sean Manaya. I like that. Yeah. I you know, like some, that. and then throw in a catcher as well. You know, you don't know what you can do and then you're not giving up your Novelli Martes, J rods, Kelnick's, George Kirby's Emerson Hancock's. Those guys are not going anywhere. Those are they're, guys. They're the future, future of your team. Sure, yeah. So I want to make sure that with this team, we're prepping for the now and for the future. But the playoff drought stops here. Yes, it ends. The, you look at the division right now, just quick ballpark. The Rangers spent a ton of money, right? But their pitching staff can't hang. I think John Gray, who they signed, is going to slot into a one or two for you, which congratulations. I will take, I will take Logan Gilbert over John Gray at this point. That's our number four. You look at the A's who have spent $0 in free agency and have traded away Matt Chapman, uh, Olsen over at first base. They've traded away Chris Bassett. Wasn't Simeon over there too? No, Simeon's a few years ago. But if you look at some of their trades, you're you're sitting there like Ramon Liriano's on the board. So they're just – getting ready to move to a different state or yep different city the angels get thor noah Syndergaard. <laughs> they've got Shohei otani they've got healthy mike trout they've got anthony rendon they've got some good pieces but as we all know they're gonna finish about 500 <laughs> you someone's gonna get hurt they're gonna finish 500 and then you've got the astros and the astros are a team that you looked at they wanted to resign Carlos Correa. I felt like they thought that Trevor Story was their backup player. They they resigned Justin Verlander coming off of Tommy John. They lost Zach Greinke. They lost Carlos Correa. Yeah. This team didn't get better this offseason. And the Mariners, during the second half, started gaining ground pretty quickly because they had a huge lead at all-star break where mm. typically you see the Mariners fade. They got stronger. They've got a better complement of weapons to make that push. So the Mariners are in a very good spot with not only their opening day roster, but with the high level prospects they have, I think their second tier prospects are good. And then you've got your fringe major league ready guys that like yeah. your Evan White's Taylor Chamel's uh, Tom Murphy, Luis trends. I think Cal Raleigh, those are all guys that could be had at the right price to go get you more competitive and make that jump to the playoffs this year. Yep. I like it. Oh, this is exciting. I cannot wait for opening day. April 15th cannot get here soon enough. And we can guarantee that we will be talking more about these Mariners, seeing more when these guys start getting a little bit more run in the spring training games. We'll talk even more and more. And guess what? Our 28 man roster may change, but we are, this is where we're at and here now. That's what we're rolling. We live in the present. We are ready to go. And I hope that you guys are ready to go find us on social media. You can find me 
on Twitter at the real coach red on Instagram at the real underscore coach red. Or if you want to find lefty France, I'm sure there's a place you can find him. Yeah. Yeah. You can find me on Twitter at lefty France on Instagram at the France 13. Follow the pod while you're at it uh, at coach red pod on Twitter and Instagram. Hey, follow us, follow us, follow us. Do, do, do it. And as always stay fresh, stay fresh peeps. Peace.